What's up, QBNC Nation? This is Rosario Smirny with the Quit Bitchin' Nation podcast. This is episode six. Today is another badass episode. Uh, we're interviewing Scooby Wright, former All-American NFL and current um, DC Defenders XFL player. Um, interview's awesome. Uh, shows exactly why this guy is part of um, Quit Bitchin' Coalition, apparel and lifestyle brand. Uh, we talk about his high school, his collegiate, his professional career, which is still going on, and many stories in between. Shows his worth ethic, his grit, and <laughs> some funny stuff. Um, so stay tuned, and uh, hope you like it. At this point to do this podcast, and then I, have, you know, we'll get into the questions. But um, basically, anyone that knows um, me at the Quidditch and Coalition knows that we're in the D.C. area, and um, a couple months ago, we heard about the XFL um, coming to town. Um, you know, having it actually more probably about a year ago. And in the beginning, I was a little skeptical. I wasn't sure if I was into it. But then the more and more research I did about the league and um, and how it's being run this time, you know, I got real excited. Um, I like the, the premise of the league. I like how it's guys that either are trying to make the NFL, better than the NFL, or just want to keep on playing for the love of the game, like, you know, what the motto is. And I got tickets. And while I was on different fan pages, um, I started to, uh, you know, follow different players. And I saw some videos with uh, our guest today, uh, Scooby Wright. And I said, well, this guy's a guy I want to contact. So then I believe what I do, I DM'd you, right? Um, yeah. That, yeah, I DM'd him. You know, dude's got, you know, you'll see some pictures of him. He got the long hair, the tats, um, just, you know, pretty cool attitude from what I could see. And I said, let me see if we could, you know, get him on board. And, you know, he was mad cool from the jump. And, you know, we've been t- talking now for a couple months now, right? Yeah, no, since uh, since before I got to DC. Yeah, exactly. We talked about doing a podcast, and we were both busy, but you know, now we're we're not so busy. You know what I mean? So yeah, all the time anyway, in the world now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my, my first question for you was something I never asked you. How did because your your first name is Philip, right? Yeah. So how did how did Scooby come about? So my real name is Philip Anthony Wright the third. Okay. So my uh, grandpa just put this like in context. My grandpa is like five nine, like okay, maybe one hundred eighty pounds, like little guy. Sure. And then my dad, he's like six one, like two eighty. He's a big guy. Played fullback and guard in college, like big guy. He's bigger than me. Sure. And they used to always call him Little Phil growing up. So, as like when people would call the house when he was growing up, they'd be like, "Hey, can we talk to Phil?" And they'd be like, "Oh, Big Phil, Little Phil." So that always got in like a that always is confusing. So. When sure. I was, so when I was a baby, my dad was like, oh, my little Scooby-Doo. And then, <laughs> like, and then uh, it just stuck. Like, my high school graduation, there was some people who, they they announced Philip Anthony Wright third. I get up and I start walking. And some of my, like, best friends were, like, from, like, I don't know, maybe sixth grade, fifth grade, were like, your name's Philip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, it was, yeah, like, I came in. I can't ever recall my dad to call me Phil, Philip, a day in my life. So that's funny because I mean to be honest with you, I didn't even I didn't want to ask until I started doing some research on you recently. You know, for the show, uh-huh. I didn't know what your real name. I thought I thought maybe it was Scooby. Why not? You know what I mean? So uh-huh. that sound cool to me. Like I, my best friend, I nicknamed him Chevy like 15, 20 years ago, and there's still people in my family. He's like a family member to us that still think his name is Chevy and it's Siobhan. It's like you know what I mean. So there's people <laughs> that know him that. You know, I bet you ninety percent of the world, at least in every, doesn't even think that Big Chevy's his real name. So I could definitely relate to that. You know, so 
Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, that's how me and uh, Scooby, uh, you know, started talking. And, you know, like I said, a real cool guy. And the more I got to know him, the more I got to know, um, you know, different things he does um, on and off the field. And just, you know, as a dude, he's definitely a, a good match for for our company. And then um, anyway, so I was telling him last night, um, I started, you know, I just wanted to do some more background, like, you know, some of the nitty gritty about you. And I was like, God damn, man. Uh, your resume is insane. So this, the next part I thought was pretty cool. So I'm reading all these things, you know, in college and we'll, we'll get back to, you know, high school and stuff like that. But I've rated all these awards. I mean, Lombardi trophy, um, shit, help me out here. I can't even read my own writing, you know, Bronco and Nergoski. I don't even know half these awards. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you know, you got votes for the Heisman is a defensive player. Obviously he's, he's a linebacker. Um, Oh my God, just unbelievable, unbelievable thing. So I tell it to him when I'm like, hey man, that's great. And his response was, which I can relate to, was uh, that was a long time ago. I mean, this was like what, four or five years ago. It wasn't that long ago. But I, like he said, the next thing he said was in his business that, you know, it's what have you done for me lately? And I, I respect that because, I mean, that's someone that his resume now was better than 99.9% of the world and he's he's not done with the whatever he you know he wants to do so I thought I thought that response that just you know hit me pretty hard because I say the same thing about me and my resume is one millionth what your is but people mm-hmm. want to bring up my past in sports I'm like yeah, as a mine was a long time ago but uh you know that's impressive but uh, tell us about um like your high school when you were in high school did you um always want to play in NFL and, and you know pro football or what how did that go yeah so coming out of high school I didn't have uh wasn't hasn't highly recruited. I come from like a real small area up in uh, sure. called Sonoma County. So like there's like the Bay Area, which is like San Francisco, Oakland, all those big cities. But not many recruits or not many recruiters and colleges come up to the North Bay because there hasn't been too many guys come out of the area to go play in the big leagues and the NFL and stuff. Sure. There's a guy from my high school named Jerry Robinson back in the 70s and 80s who was a he's in the College Football Hall of Fame was. Played in the NFL for the Eagles and the Raiders. Really good family friend of mine. He's a great mentor of mine. Um, so he's one of the one of the guys to make it out to go play a big big league ball. But now there hasn't really been too many guys from that area. So coming up, didn't have too many offers. Wasn't highly recruited. Went to all those camps and stuff. But I always performed well no matter what. I always I always left those camps and stuff saying, "Well, hey, who is this kid?" Sure. So then uh, then. Um, but people are always tripping on me because I was I'm six foot nothing, two twenty five, you know, not like super lean, like twitchy muscle, but nothing crazy, you know. Sure, sure. Not like a not your prototypical college football middle linebacker, you know. Sure. And uh, so, yeah, went from there. Then uh, U of A was my only offer coming out. Everybody else kind of shied away. Kind of told me to go, hey, go look at like. Uh, like Sacramento State, UC Davis, nothing wrong with those schools, but I was just had higher goals, higher aspirations sure. to go play Pac-12 football. That was always a goal of mine coming out of high school. So then I think it was uh, went to San Diego State. I went to their camp and they had like fastest, fast, fastest, line, fastest man of the camp, and I like finished in the top ten of like something hundred kids. Sure. And so that was pretty cool. And then they told me, "Yeah, I know we're not good, and they're not. You go look at some other schools." And that was one that I kind of always hurt because I was like, damn, if San Diego State, they're like a, I don't even know, conference there, and I think they're in Mountain West now. But uh, if they don't want me down, I'm going to have to go play at a school like UC Davis or Sac State. But uh, 
then one day U of A came calling. I think it was the end of my junior year. And um, I went to Boise State camp because that was where I wanted to go to college was Boise State. That was like my dream school coming out. It was Boise gotcha. State. Just because I loved the culture. I loved the, like, I don't know how they had to be the hammer and stuff. You know, if you know college football, like, they're, they're always the underdog. But no matter what, they always showed up on game day. Exactly. A couple undefeated seasons. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, like, that was coming up. And that was when I was, like, 2012, 2011. Yep. So that was when they were really, really good with Coach Peterson. And I really always liked Coach Peterson. But, uh, yeah, then I was at their camp. And then, so this was going into my senior year summer. The only camp I was supposed to go to, like, Boise State, Arizona, Arizona, Boise State, Oregon. I was supposed to go to those two camps. And then I went to Boise State, got, like, defense player of the year. I left the camp. Like, oh, yeah, da, da, da. we're going to give you an offer. And then um, left the camp next day and went to U of A because they offered me out of nowhere just off my high school highlight film. Then I committed that next day and didn't look back. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, crazy part is my parents had to force me to go on the plane, too. Really? <laughs> my parents had to force me to go on the plane to go to Tucson. I'm like, I was like, I ain't gonna go live in the desert. You guys are crazy. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And they're like, and they're like, Scooby, you have to go. Come on, like we're doing this. I was like, all right, cool, we're going. And then you committed the next day. No, I committed like that day we left. Wow. <laughs> the day we got there, like I left like that morning. I was like, I don't want to do this. Da, 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 da. But uh, <laughs> later that day, uh, fast forward like twelve hours later, I was committed. And, and, and insane, like this stuff is not. Some of the stuff was in your Wikipedia about, you know, not highly recruited. But so, like, just for the listeners, so you go from not highly recruited, a bunch of no's, a bunch of this, that, and other, going to a big program, and then someone would say, you know, not you, but someone would say, okay, you know, maybe you get to play your junior senior year. And for what I – you hit the ground running. You crushed it your freshman year, and then obviously your sophomore year was, was insane. T- talk about that. I mean, what, did you have a chip on your shoulder or – I mean, my God, I mean – just to hear, like you know, it's it's you know what I mean. Like to go from not how recruited, then like I said, I have your stats and your accolades in front of me. But you could you know you could tell listeners that. But I mean that does. I mean I don't think that happens that much, does it? I mean I I know the baseball world, you know. But I mean guys that there's guys that go in the NFL, but to to, to get these. Well, go ahead, tell me. I'm talking too fast. Tell me how it went. So you go to you go to college, you know. Then what happens? Yes, yeah, so I go to college. I show up and then. Uh... It was a brand new coaching staff. It was the first year of Rich Rodriguez. So there was a lot of like turnover in the program, this and that, like a lot of guys sure. transferred. Probably like couldn't have asked for a better situation. There wasn't too many guys who there wasn't there was only two there was an there was a we were in a three three five, so there's an open spot. It was Marquise Flowers and Jake Fisher. They're both fifth year guys, like trying to go play in the NFL. And then there was one spot and I was like, Okay, I'm gonna go compete for that spot because it was open for everybody. It was sure. between, like, probably eight guys. Yeah, I went in and won the spot and ended up being a freshman All-American. Yeah, 86 yeah. tackles later, something crazy like that. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. it was fun. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I was, I was out there. My coach, Jeff Castile, he said you were out there playing blind because I, don't know, I, didn't, I didn't understand football, you know. I mean, because going to in high school and stuff, I played everything. I mean, I really didn't play linebacker until my senior year of high school. I mean, I, I would turn kicks in high school. I played slot receiver, played running back, played played nose guard my sophomore year. Like, I was a football player. 
you're a football player, yeah. And, and you know, just by the, the the you know, I watched every one of the games and went to some of them. But I mean, I'm, I'm far from a scout. But I, the way that you play stands, I, I don't know. We called it in basketball. Like, you're like a ball hawk. Like you're always into something. You know what I mean? Like you could just you could tell the difference. Like there's, I'd be sitting around people, and people would be like, "Dude, who's this dude? He's everywhere." You know what I mean? Like everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? So your energy is insane. <laughs> you could just feel it. I mean, you could just you know what I'm saying? Like I think of you know I'm older than you, so I remember Mike Singletary. You know what I mean? Linebackers, eyes bulging. You know, going nuts, just ready. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you're fun to watch, man. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely are fun. So then you have an unreal freshman sophomore year. Sophomore year is when um, was your biggest year, right? Yeah, that was when. That's played. when you got all the awards. Um, you know, the Barty Award, um, all these other ones, um, mm-hmm. and then you want to hear, uh, hear something crazy about that year? So going into that year, yeah, I had a goal of being. Uh, I wrote it on a piece of paper, like I was right when I moved into my apartment, like going into sophomore year so it was like in the summertime i wrote down i wanted to be pac 12 player of the year yep. and i wanted to be a dick butt kiss award winner gotcha i won all those except for the dick butt kiss one and that was the only yeah. that was the only one i really that was the only one i knew about all the rest i didn't know about yeah insane yeah i mean that that's talking people talk about writing stuff down in the cheat i mean exactly i guess <laughs> Yeah. Exactly, man. No, I mean, it, it, insane. I mean, like I said, I was blown away. I'm like, man, and not not that I didn't think you had it. I just didn't know. And we were talking all this time. You're you're a humble dude, and I and I've read this stuff before, but I was like, man, oh man. So, yeah, yeah talk about you know achieving, and 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 probably not in your mind, but on the outside, you're overachieving, right? You're like you say, you're six foot nothing, but you know you can't measure heart. You know what I mean? You're out there, and uh, you're doing what you always thought you could. You know, so I, I don't care how humble or Make sure it's got to feel good to, to prove people wrong. You know what I mean? At least I used to love it. You know, I, I wouldn't say it to people. I'll say it out loud. I haven't played in a long time. But, you know, I love to prove people wrong, even in life. You know what I mean? So Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. I mean, people always say, I mean, like people who really know me, I mean, it's not a surprise to, for people to, to see what I did because they know what I did to, to get where I'm at. Isn't like they saw, sure. they saw the work. They saw the, the grind. Sure. They saw the attitude. So, I mean, that's. That was always pretty yeah. cool that people always understood that. Exactly. The people that know you know. Yeah. But the people, you know, these idiot scouts or coaches out there don't know nothing. They're, they're looking at a piece of paper. They You can't tell people's heart by a piece of paper, right? Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. I mean, they, they don't know you're working your, your, your butt off doing this, that. You know, I love it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, so then after your sophomore year, then where's it, then what happens? So then first game, my junior year. I, uh, um, so first game of my junior year, I tore my, who were we playing? Uh, Texas San Antonio. I tore my meniscus first quarter, just on some fluke play. And then, uh, came back. They got surgery a couple days later, came back 20 days later. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah, on some stupid, probably the stupidest thing I've ever done in my football career. And then it was college football game day. Like the whole entire ESPN crew was in, was in Tucson, it was UCLA versus Arizona, like biggest game of the school, like sure. probably like in eight years. And um, I was like, damn, I'm gonna try to play in that. Ended up leaving that game. It was my left knee, then ended up breaking my right foot. I had like a foot sprain. I was in a boot for like four weeks. Sure, sure. So then I missed most of my junior year, only played in three games that year. But then I ended up playing in the bowl game. Oh wow! Yeah, 
Yeah, I ended up playing. I can come back playing in the bowl game, and that was like probably one of the. Like looking back, that was probably one of my favorite things I did, was going sure. back and playing that game. But then sure. I don't know. People always say I probably should have stayed another year, this and that. But I don't know. It is what it is. I uh, ended up playing really well in that bowl game. We played in the Mexico Bowl. Got defensive player of the game. Like I think I had like I don't know, like eighteen tackles or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and uh, yeah, then I ended up declaring right after that game and said, "Screw it, I'm gonna go play. I'm gonna go go play in the NFL." Gotcha. Yeah, I hear that, man. That's right. And then, um, then what happens? So then I uh, go to, <laughs> then I go to um, declare that night or declare that day after the bowl game. So then I go back, go train at Bomberitos down in um, Miami, Florida. Okay. Ended up getting uh, mono. <laughs> mono during the draft. Mono during the combine process. Jeez. Yeah, so that was a fun. So then I had terrible combine. Ran like a 4-8-8 at the combine. Gotcha. Like super skinny. Like like not on a good diet. Like wasn't training the way I should have been. And it was just sure bad situation. So then... uh and then I pulled my hamstring, pulled my hamstring, like, before the combine. And then I go home, get with my trainer, get right. <laughs> and then we have a, pro- <coughs> a mock pro day. He clocks me at, like, a sub-475. A sub and that's all I needed. Scouts would have been, all right, yeah, that's cool. And, like, I'm that fast, you know. So sure. then uh, I was like, eh, he, I was like, my trainer was like, yeah, let's, 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 uh, Let's shut down. And I was like, no, let's run one more and see if push it a little bit. This was, sure. 10, this was 10 days before my pro day. Gotcha. Ended up pulling my hamstring again. Oh, man. And that was like, had to nurse it the last like 10 days before my pro day. I think it was like seven days, like seven to 10 days before my pro day. And then ran my 40, <laughs> ran my 40, and then circled back at the, uh, so ran my 40 at my pro day. And then I went. Remember, I ran. I went straight in for my second run into the training room. I had them wrap my hamstring. Jeez. <laughs> I had them wrap my hamstring. Then I had to finish my pro day with that, like so tight to the bone. I had it like taped to the bone. There's not too many people that know that. That was my first time actually like telling people the story. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's your heart. My God. Yeah. Jesus. So it was just uh, not a fun situation. Sure, sure. And then I uh, ended up like, because when I came out, I had a, I had a, my uh, like NFL player personnel was like, yeah, you're like a third round grade. Like, people are really concerned about your speed. And I was like, I, I don't care. Like, I'll go run a forty. Like, I'm not worried about that. Like, I'll go in the second, third round. Like, it is what it is. Yeah, sure, sure. But never in a million years, like when I thought I would have had mono and and would have. Uh, Ran a four eight four eight eight four nine at the four, at, at the combine. If someone would have told me that, I probably would have slapped him. Now, did they know? Did they did they know you were sick? No, I didn't find this out until like last year. I had mono because there was a time because there was a wow. time when uh, I had full body cramps. Um. So yeah, this is another tangent. So I found out I had mono at some point in time about a year, like two years ago, and then I oh, just, wow. and then I just fought through it. 
Wow. And that I, I didn't know about it. So then, like, be like, oh, wow. Pinpoint it and, like, think about it. I was like, damn, I really was, like, sleep deprived. And it was just. So you didn't even know it at that time. So you you didn't even have an excuse you could even tell anyone. Yeah. You know? like, you, you, oh, I thought you knew you had mine. You just did it anyway. You said you no. couldn't even tell anyone because you didn't even know you had it. No, I had no idea. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. So, all right. So now we're up to the draft. So then the draft comes. And how does that go? Not good. Long, long, longest two days of my life. Sure. I was expecting to go like third, fourth round. Da da da. da. I thought I was gonna go to the Patriots round, the third or fourth round. I thought that's where I was going. Okay. Or the Cardinals, and then um, they ended up like didn't taking me, and I fell all the way down to the seventh round. And it was pick two fifty at two fifty three. So, um. Yeah, I remember I just started drinking. Sure, <laughs> everybody, sure. everybody, my whole family just started drinking. We're like, damn, we're 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 drinking a drink now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it was, everybody's all spread out through the house, and we're going for walks with all my a couple of my homies from college are there, guys. Are yeah, there. and we're just all just like, damn, like who, like who the fuck is this guy getting drafted? Who the who the hell is this dude? Like. I remember when I remember when a punter got drafted before me in like the fifth round. That was when I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" Like a punter. <laughs> like I don't know. That's when I was like losing it. And, uh, like you fast forward two rounds, when I'm still on the board. Um, I remember sitting out in the in my front yard, <laughs> um, sitting out in my front yard, and there was teams calling me about free agency and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, um, I remember that. Bruce Aarons called me, and that's where I thought I was going to go because he was the head coach of the Cardinals, and I met him one time at a ward banquet my sophomore year. Gotcha. So we had like a previous relationship. I was I was throwing him back with BA in Atlantic City at a at one of my award ba- banquets, and I wasn't even twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. It was I was sitting next to BA Andre Reed, and I was getting 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 throwing him back. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, that was a great time. <laughs> and uh so yeah he calls me he goes hey big dog i know it's been a rough couple of days but uh, you got a spot on my team and i was like all right cool like no matter what like i'm going to arizona i can't be horrible like i'll make the best of it like it's only right like you know i have to make do it the long way you know sure so uh and this is what i mean this is what i told my family we're all sitting there and stuff so hang up the phone like two minutes later bria Ohio number calls me and uh I answer it, and it was, "Hey, this is uh, Sasha Sasha Brown, the GM of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, we're about to draft you and pick two fifty at two fifty, pick two fifty. Sure. And I was like, "All right, cool. Thank you very much." Did uh hang up the phone? I probably throw my phone, probably like forty yards. <laughs> I go. I remember hanging up. I was like, "Who the fuck gets drafted to the Cleveland Browns?" <laughs> Oh, so you're not. This is not. A, you're not happy at this at this minute. No, because that was the one place I didn't want to go was Cleveland. Yeah, because you actually you you know you were set. You were free agent. You know at least yeah. Arizona. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I knew I was going to Arizona. So I was like, okay, this is cool. Whatever. And the Browns drafted me, and that was the one place I didn't want to go. I didn't yeah, want to yeah. go play for just because they were such a fucked up organization. Sure. Yeah. So. So, <laughs> and then, and then, so then I throw my phone, and then I jump in a, a jump, I jump in my parents' pool, uh, 
and the ESPN crew is at my house too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, if, if that footage ever came out, oh, oh. My god, yeah, that would be the funniest shit in the world. Yeah, hell yeah. So they <laughs> did they see you throw your phone? What's up? Did they see you throw your phone? No, I went like around. This is when I was going on walks and stuff. Like there was a, yeah. there was a there was a point where the ESPN crew was in my living room. Yeah. And there was no one in the living room because people were just like scattered throughout the house going on walks and stuff. We're just yeah. outside of the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I throw my phone and I jump in the pool and then all my there's like all my hobbies just start jumping over the fence because it's like yeah. if you if you watch I'll send you a video. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's like a four and a half foot fence around the pool and I like jump in it with my Yeezys with the with the microphone and stuff, everything. <laughs> jump in the pool and then I'm like, damn, I just got drafted. So like I don't know, at the end of the day, like after I remember like when I got out of the water, I was like, damn, I really just got drafted like into the NFL. Like that's amazing. Like I reached one of my goals. Like sure. seeing my name come across the bottom of the bottom of the screen. I remember I just gave my pops a big hug and I was just like just I'm, I got emotional because it was like something I've always dreamed of. No matter what happens, like there's not too many people who have the opportunity to see their name come across the bottom of the screen, you know? Yeah, like less than one percent of the world. I think it's like point oh oh two or some crazy shit like that, you know? So yeah, but like just having that experience and sharing that with my family was really cool. And just I don't know, we we saw and it was crazy too because we were have, we were supposed to have a big party after the uh, that day, my draft party. Yeah. So like, man, when I say people came out of the woodworks and people are parking down the street and stuff, because people yeah. people showed up like, I swear, like within half hour, there was a hundred people at my house. Wow! So we party our asses off that night. I'm sure you did. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah! People were people were sleeping outside. <laughs> <laughs> Fall asleep in lawn chairs. It was amazing. Holy shit! That's all. That's that. That's a. That's that's a story you don't hear all the time. That's a hell of a story right there. Yeah, no, I, that's my first time like telling that story because it's like I don't want to sound disrespectful to the Browns and like telling that story and being drafted by them, but I'm super thankful that they Sashi Brown drafted me because that was my foot into the NFL. I mean, you know, sure, sure, yeah. definitely, definitely. And how'd you like it there? How, how many years you stay there? So I was there. I ended up making the 53 man roster. Sure, and then. um I got like week four. They had a bunch of injuries. I got put on P squad, and then like week, I think it was like week ten or something. The Cardinals picked me up, and then I was there for two years. Gotcha. You know, and then gotcha. I got released when uh, Coach Steve Wilkes became head coach. He cleared house. Gotcha. And then yeah, ended up playing in the AF with the Hot Shots, right? Yep, with the Hot Shots. That was that was a cool experience. Yeah, how did you like that? You like it? That was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I mean, it was a great group of guys. Coach Rick New High School, cool. One of the probably the coolest head, one of the top three coolest coaches I've ever played for. Super like players coach, practice friendly, like awesome coach. Gotcha, that's awesome. And then, then from there, you went to the Patriots, right, for a little bit. Yeah. So then, uh, <laughs> that that was a crazy day. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like August twentieth. My birthday is August twenty eighth. It was like a week before my birthday. Gotcha. And uh, I get a phone call on a weekend, and uh, it was from my agent saying, hey, the Patriots are about to pick you up. Da-da-da. We're flying, you're flying out in a red eye tonight. And then I'm with my fiance and my uh, just hanging out at my parents' house. 
and or my parents aren't even there. It's just me and my fiance, or not even my fiance is not there. It's me and my dad. And then my my fiance and mom were off like doing their own things or doing whatever. whatever. And I go and tell my dad. He goes, <laughs> he goes, want to hear something funny? He goes, you're having a surprise birthday party today. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, one time I get to celebrate my birthday, and this happens. Yeah. Because I've never, I've never been able to celebrate a birthday. It's always been during, uh, during training camp or during football sure. and stuff. But it's not a complaint. It just is what it is. Yeah. But, uh, and that happened. And then I uh, proposed to my fiance that day. Cause like, damn, as I was thinking about it, I've like, I had the ring for a while and I was going to do it on September 5th. But, um, I was like, damn, I might not, I might not be back. So then, uh, I went over and I went and proposed that day. And then I left that night to go uh, to go to Foxborough. Sure. Yeah. So then, then I was there. Uh, the hardest workout I've ever had. That was Real. that was the craziest. Cra- that was one of the craziest experiences in my life, right there. So I had, took a red eye. And then, and granted, this is my third time working out for them, or probably my second. This is my second time working out for them. Okay. So then, uh. Flying on a red eye, had a full on workout, conditioning test, position drills, and this is like ten in the morning, or no, probably like eight in the morning, and then, uh, and then we have full on. So I have a full, I have a full on practice, physical, this and that, sleep deprived, super hard workout because the Patriots they're known for kicking for kicking your ass during the workouts. Like that's like sure. a normal thing. If you're going to go work out for the Patriots, you better be in shape because they're going to test your ass. So no, I wasn't worried about that. Like I was in shape, that I'm, like so I was cool. So I get there, kill the workout, and then I didn't realize we had practice that day too. <laughs> Man, I took when I said I took a lot of reps. I took a lot of reps that day. Sure, because it was two days before a game. I had to get the playbook down to whatever I was, you know. Sure. And uh, so I get there. I'm playing well in practice, this and that, and that was the hardest day I've ever had on a football field. Wow. Yeah. And then, oh, and we had and we had conditioning after practice too, because they have a hill, they have this hill on their thing, and everybody was running it. Tom Brady, Edelman, if you were, everybody was running. It. There was no, and that was the cool thing about the Patriots is there was no favoritism or nah. It was strictly about ball. It was like how football should be. That's how it is. Exactly. And that's what I loved about it. And I was, and I don't know. I, I was mad or not. Um, I was disappointed when I got released from there because I was like, damn, like, I know I fit. Like, I haven't told Belichick this. So I was like, I know I fit your mold. I know uh, the mentality you have, but um, things don't work out. Sure. Sure. Definitely. But wow, that's, that's a crazy, yeah. <laughs> crazy ride. Great stories, man. Yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, shoot, this is, this is the, it's one of my favorite interviews because I mean, I, I know sports out, like I said, as a baseball, basketball guy, played football, but this is stuff that, you know, Wow, this is this is interesting. Now you go from the Patriots, and how then how did the, how did it work with the defenders? How did how did that come to be? Because that's your next stop is is the DC defenders, right? Yeah. So then, uh, well, so, so I played with the Patriots last preseason game. They ended up releasing me. Okay. And then, like a week later, <laughs> then I go compete in a jiu-jitsu tournament. That I, next I week... think I saw that on, on Instagram, right? Yeah. 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 So then that next weekend, I. Uh, I pick up. I go compete in a jiu-jitsu tournament that I was look, that I was looking forward to competing in. Yeah. So then uh, I go compete in it. I come second in the tournament in the absolute one my weight class. But uh, um, 
yeah, so I go compete in that. The next weekend, I'm back in, uh, I'm back in Foxborough on their practice squad because, like, it just worked out that way. So they oh, cut wow. me. I went back home. Sure. And then I competed for that tournament, and then I went back. Got you. That's yeah. crazy. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. So, so I was there for, like, three weeks, and then they released me. Okay. And then uh, – because it was right around the time when uh, – uh, around like the deadline to go play in the XFL and the NFL. Okay, gotcha. So you had to choose. Yeah, it was coming down to a point, and it was like once I got released, they were like, "Damn!" I was like, "Damn, well, I gotta go play in the XFL." I mean, not "Damn," I gotta go play in the XFL, but like, "All right, I gotta go play in the XFL." You know what I mean? That's awesome. So yeah. that was a, as far that was a draft as well, correct? Yeah, it was. So you had so people declared for that, or could they could they just draft? I mean, you know, I'm a badass, but could they just draft me without me declaring, or like, do you have to physically declare for that? For the XFL? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I knew you were in the draft pool, and then you had to sign your contract. Gotcha. So like, it was like because there was guys who were drafted who ended up not playing in it. Like the defenders' number one pick, this dude named James Waters, I think. Okay. He uh he ended up. He ended up getting picked up and going playing with the Bears. Okay, got you, yeah. got you, got you. Yeah, definitely. So tell me about the defenders' experience or the whole XFL experience. I, well, let me tell you what I think about for just for, as a fan. You know, go for it. So, um, like I said, I was skeptical in the beginning, but then the last couple of months, and then leading up to it, I was really getting really getting into it, and I definitely think that there was you know a lot of heart. Um, and then I couldn't wait for the first game. You know, so I've been talking to you, been watching every Facebook. YouTube thing you can watch, and I'll tell you what, man, it, it was it was a blast. I mean, I've been to a thousand sporting events. You name it, I've been to it. You know what I mean? And I, I was just a, it was just a different atmosphere. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It was you could tell everyone was not that people don't play the hard of NFL, but it was just football, and, and it was entertaining. And I was I could not wait to go, you know, to the next one. And then obviously the the season got short, but you could just I don't know, it was just. I couldn't really put my finger on it to people that asked that didn't go to the first the first game ever, and that's the one I went to. And then uh, I said, "You got to go." I, I said, "I can't explain it to you, but it was something it was something different, you know." And I'm not one of those like like I'm a sports fan. I was more of more of like playing it. I got I'm into sports, so I'm not one of those guys that's like easily impressed or not a super duper fan. I don't I own like yeah. one sports thing now. It's, it's a DC Defenders hat. Like I don't. You know, you be in my house someday. Like, I don't have any. I have some baseball stuff I play with, but I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm not easily impressed with sporting events, and it was awesome. But let me hear from uh, your perspective what it was like. Yeah, no, I mean, guys out there playing hard. They really were. Yeah, and it was like, and it was cool experience because like there was a lot of different stuff. I feel like the game flowed way better. Yes, the shot and it was like the play clock was awesome. I mean, it was a 25 yeah. seconds. You know. Yeah. Well, not even with that. I mean, I'm talking about more so with, like, like with the quarterback. With, like, okay. I remember one time, like, Cardell threw it. Ball came back to him, and then he threw it again. Yeah. Like, there yeah. were, like, if that was the NFL or whatever, you can't exactly. do that. Exactly. I feel like yep. that, that just – I don't know. That was just – that's that was a good game change. Because I remember when that happened, I was like, damn. Yep. Somebody was like – because I remember when that happened, people were like, oh, yeah, you can't do that in the NFL. I was like, oh, for real? I was like, that's a, that's a good rule change. Sure. Yeah. So, like, that was cool. Then the – and the one, two, three points, that was cool because it makes you become better as a defense, working on your red zone stuff. Exactly. But that was the kind of same thing in the AAF, but they did it a little different where it was one, two, and three. So that was cool. Got you. Got it. But, uh, no, it was a great experience. I mean, that was the 
Yeah, I mean, it was uh, we worked hard. Probably not the smartest sometimes, but uh, <laughs> we worked hard as a team. Hell yeah! Now, do, what, what's the mentality on the XFL? Are, are these guys that are um, extending their career? Are they trying? I, I saw a bunch of guys got picked up already. You know, into the NFL. So is it? Is it? Uh, uh, I, I saw one kid actually. He's. I think he's. Um. He's foregoing his junior or sophomore year in college to go right to X, XFL. So I mean, there's obviously other. Other um, there's a lot. I think a lot of people are playing it for different reasons. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, there's a guy on. The, I want to say that Roughneck, uh-huh. or no, the Renegades, who was a uh, came out of his. Ju- this was a junior year in college, and he came out to go play in the XFL. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was definitely. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't eyes that. I mean, obviously, get your degree. Sure, sure. But I mean, every, I mean, but everybody's situation is different. Everybody's got to get money. You never know people's motivation. That's probably the biggest thing I've learned playing in XFL. Because I remember Coach Pep was always real big about chasing the money, get rich or die trying. And he used to quote that, and that was just kind of, I don't know. It was it really opened my eyes to how people had different perspectives about what they're doing you know sure i mean definitely i mean personally for me i mean you know not the, this this interview is not with me but when i was you know i've done interviews about it but when i was growing up and up until they told me i can't play anymore i mean dude like i i wanted nothing i didn't want to do anything else right like i would become in if you asked me anywhere from about five years old to like 23 24 when i stopped playing what I wanted to be, like, I was, like, I wouldn't express it, but I was annoyed, like, what what the fuck do you mean what I want to be? I want to be a baseball player. Like, I had nothing else I wanted to do. Like, there was nothing, right? You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. Like, so that's, like, that was my mentality. So I would have been a guy, like, you know what, screw it, go to college, do whatever I got to do to, you know, it wasn't, it was never really about the money, of course, that comes, but, you know, I can relate to, you know, everyone has different, different avenues, you know what I mean? Different, uh, different motivations. And then, um, yeah, so what do you think, man? So, that XFL is definitely coming back next year, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's awesome. And you, um, do you want? I don't know. I mean, you don't have to say. I don't know how much you want to say. or have to say. But you want you want to come back? You think, or what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm turning twenty five years old uh, August, so uh, just kind of seeing what's going to happen. Hopefully, I get signed, but um, probably won't start training camp until. But XFL won't start training camp shit probably till January and stuff. So I probably have, I have a lot of time to figure it out. Yeah, yeah you're Play all my best options on the table. Yeah, you're a young man, dude. You know, I mean, I forget that. Yeah. You know, I'm getting older, and you guys are, you know, it's like Jesus. You're 25 years old, man. So you're 24 right now. No, I'm 25. Oh, you're right 26 now. in August. August 20. Got yeah. you, got you, got yeah. you, man, got you. No, man. So. I mean, yeah, definitely, man. Well, someone like you, I, I can tell. I don't care what it is, whether it's football broadcasting, you know, construction. I think your dad, he, your dad's, what does he do? Construction. Whatever the hell you want to do in life, I promise you that you're going to do it. You know what I mean? that's you've, you've been doing it for, you know, 25 and a half years now. You know what I mean? So, you, know, you don't need yeah. to hear that shit from me. I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm very um, thankful that, we, you know, we got to know each other. And, I, you know, this will extend uh, past the defenders or NFL, whatever the hell you do. You know what I mean? Cause, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm bummed we could never got to, we never linked up to go check out some food. Stuff. I know, I would, fuck the food, get the drinks and the food. But I, you know what's funny? <laughs> I, I was, you know, I was about to say that. I said, you know what? You know, after this interview, and, I, you know, you're definitely a quit bitching dude. Like, you know, you're definitely, you, you'll be wearing our apparel for life, I hope. And, uh, no, that, I mean, I, I, I fuck with the brand heavy. I mean, cause, I mean, I used to tell people that, I mean, 
Shit, I grew up. I grew up hearing my dad saying "quit bitching." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> me too. Yeah, I know. I know, because my 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 dad, he's a he's a he's a hard motherfucker. I mean, he he busts his ass, gets up, and goes to work every day. Oh yeah, he always gets it done. So, I mean, my... when things got tough, he'd always say, "Hey, quit bitching." I mean, not like that, but it was that was always the that was always the message behind what he said. Oh yeah, my dad. Some my dad did fifty some years as in um, masonry construction. You know what I mean? Cold oh, in yeah. Philadelphia, Scranton. Cold weather, hot weather didn't matter. You know what I mean? No sick mm. days, no comps. So we come from the same time. My, my mom was a hard worker too. You know what I mean? She was pretty tough too in her own right um, in certain situations. But um, yeah, so I was thinking like, yo, we, um, you know, this guy's definitely quit bitching. Now I'm hearing these partying stories. I said, man, I, you know. I've been a, I've done some party to my days. I said, cause I know we talked about when we had a chance to, you know, get out to, I'll show you some bars some restaurants, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, I, did, I, I mean, I did go to the, the biggest party school in the country. Yeah. 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 Top five. Those pool parties, are, those pool parties are nothing. Those pool parties are crazy. Yeah, so you're saying you're seasoned, you're ready. All right. Then I don't know if you're, I don't know if there's a competition or not. Just kidding. No, we're definitely, uh, <laughs> I don't care, I'll fly out and hopefully you're, you know, you're wherever you want to be next year, DC or the hell you are. But, uh, you know, we're going to keep it touchy. We've definitely got some, uh, as you say, drinks to throw back, you know? Yeah, no doubt. So, no, I mean, I appreciate it, man. This is, this is a great interview. I mean, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, this is um, shows the hard work, determination. Um, you know, the the plan is never A to Z. There's always a different different angles. Look at all the different zigzags you've done, and uh, everything seems to be working out, man. And I, I'm looking forward to uh, – you know, following your career and, and anything else you do before or after, you know, so. No, I appreciate no, that. That's a great, and I'll be great. I'll be I'm rocking, rocking the, uh, the quit bitching hoodie right now. As we that's speak. what I'm talking about. Yeah, we got some more stuff coming out. So yeah, I'll keep you in the loop. You'll be one of the first, uh, <laughs> first to know. And, uh, you know, shark dog, man, that thing's awesome. That thing. Oh, and that shit. I mean, that was, uh, yeah. I have it on me. Uh, have tatted on me, so you know what you he's got. <laughs> yeah, this dude. Um, he's got Scooby's got this. I, it's so bad. Like someday, like I said to you last night, if you ever want to collaborate, you get down the road. It's the best. It's it's just an awesome thing. I, maybe I'll post a picture of it if he doesn't mind. It's yeah. his thing, but it it's a shark, half shark, half dog. It's like this, uh, almost like a pit bull with a shark's head, right? And, yeah, no. 100%. Yeah, and if you go to his page, just so I'll be in the in the in the um the profile in the description, so you could click a link and you could you could buy this shirt. It's 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 awesome. It, it's as I told him last night. It's kind of designed of two different animals I was thinking of, but this is this thing is <laughs> yeah. Over the ones you were thinking of it was an eagle, eagle and a tiger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing like shark dog. I'm telling you, um, I'm like. That, that 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 that's some shit you see on the internet. Yeah. With like uh, with like with Vlad right in the fucking uh, uh, rocket or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hold 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 an empty. Yeah, exactly. With his shirt off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, this <laughs> yo, this shirt dog. Like I said, I'm like, who? I think I asked you last night. Who's got the rights to that man? Because I'm I'm fucking fuck with that. That's that's badass. I'm gonna get myself a shirt or a hoodie anyway. But I mean. Um, for myself, that. but it's it's. I had to give that a shout out. Still, one of the baddest images. I know our people would be loving that shirt. So, um, anyway, man, uh, keep in touch as as we always do. And another thing, I was laughing about our our whole uh, you know friendship slash business has been all going down the DM. So finally, be you know get to hear each other's voice and you know 
you know, get a good. Yeah, yeah now I got your number. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to stalk you or nothing, you know. So, <laughs> you're not my type. I'm married, but, you know, we're good, though. <laughs> but, all right, man. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, this will be up real soon. And uh, it was great talking to you. We'll get you back on again um, soon. Good luck. And, uh, you know, keep in touch. Yeah, no doubt. I appreciate having me. Shout out to Quit Bitch yep. Nation. Hell yeah. All right, right, Scooby, I'll talk to you soon. All right, I'd like to thank you guys all for listening. Hope you enjoyed the interview as much as us. Um, If you want to check out our apparel, go to www.quitbitchin.com. That's www.quitbitchin.com. Our Instagram handle is at quitbitchincoalition. And those who listened to this whole episode, we were using a 20% coupon. In the discount session, type in Defenders. Defenders, I get you twenty percent off. And um, if you really like the show, feel free to uh, uh, give us a review on our podcast. Well, thanks for listening, and look out for episode seven coming up soon. Peace.